Like we're, we're in this moment right now because God through his word speaks by his spirit. And if you open up your heart to the spirit of God right now, he's gonna, he's gonna put something inside of you. You're gonna leave here better than you came here, amen? So we open up our hearts to God's word. We've been learning together in this series that God has revealed himself to us in different names. So when you see the word Lord in your Old Testament scripture in the Bible, it's a, behind that English word Lord is a Hebrew word, and there's many different Hebrew words used to uh, give us the name of God. So we've entitled this AKA, also known as, this is God according to God. See, there's a lot of people who view God according to their own hurts, God according to their own you know, experience, God according to you know, you know, what that church did to them and what happened in this situation. But God is, if you'd allow him in this series, like what God is doing in scripture is going, hey, can you just let me speak for myself? Let me show you who I am. Let me reveal to you my name, my name. And there's all these different names of God all throughout scripture. And, and each one of those names is revealing a different aspect of who God is. Look at me, God wants you to know his name. Come on, God wants you to know his name. Not just know his name, call his name, know his name, experience his name. Because you see, the name of God or the names of God weren't just what you, in Old Testament, a name wasn't just what you called somebody, a name described somebody. It, it told you who they were. My, my daughter, Raya, her name is Raya, her name means flow. And if you know Raya, she's all flow all day long. It's just, I, I, God just, I mean, her name is like her, how she lived. Cadence, you guys know what a cadence is, right? Like a drum cadence. It's like there's beat, there's rhythm, we're moving. Don't slow up, keep up, right? That's cadence. If cadence enters the room, you don't know who's in charge, it's cadence. She's in charge, everybody. Like, it's her name, it's her name. And even more so in the Old Testament, Elias, his name means the Lord is my God. And if you know Elias, he's just running hard after God, right? Amen. And names, especially in the Old Testament, it wasn't just what you called somebody, it describes somebody. So God is giving you in these names a description of who he is so that you will know his name, not just call him by it, but know his name as you've experienced him by it. Make sense? So the Old Testament saints, they would call on the name of God. Have you ever heard that sentence? Like, like, like uh, for your name's sake? Come on, you've heard that? Anyone? Come on, where are you at first service? I said you're going to talk to me. Where You've heard for your name's sake. Do you know what that comes from? It comes from, like, God. You looked at this last week. Your name is Jehovah Jireh. In other words, you are God provider. I'm in a situation right now where I need provision. And so, God, for your name's sake, will you provide? In other words, God, if you don't, if you don't live up to your namesake, are you really that name? So they're, they're leaning into, in a, in, in a faith-based way, the this is who you are, so I'm trusting you to be who you are. Amen? And so as you get to know the names of God, you start walking around with a little more confidence because I know who he is. I have learned to be confident in his character. Like he, he, my situation might change, my circumstance might change, but his character never changes, and I know his character. And what we're learning in the, in the church right now, man, we're just learning the character of God. Amen? And so we've looked at these different names. We've looked at Elohim. We've looked at El Shaddai. Last week we looked at, we got into the names, uh, compound names of Jehovah, or Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh. And today we're looking at the name. I did Jehovah Jireh last week, and my brother sent me the rap song, Jehovah Jireh, Lord Apavada. It's a real thing, everybody. I, I couldn't believe it. And of course, my family sometimes, while I'm teaching, is texting me weird things like that. And, uh, <laughs> I left my phone down there so you can't do that today, okay? So, 
Jehovah Nisi. Someone say, the Lord is my banner. Someone say, the Lord is my banner. Say it like you're a church that woke up, had some coffee, and you're excited about God's word. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. Now, what in the world does that mean? Like, we don't use banner or that kind of language uh, really at all in our, in our context, in our culture. So we don't use the word a lot, but we know the concept. So let me like, help you understand the concept. The banner is something that you would pledge your allegiance to, right? It's what you would align your life with. And so think of the American flag. The American flag is the United States of America's banner. Like we look to it and, and it's not, it's not the, the flag itself material, it's the ideas, the concepts, what we've fought for, what we believe in, what we stand for. And so the banner represents this, this, this power that we are pledging our allegiance to or this, 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 this concept that we're, we're leaning into. Come on, like some of you are still staring at me, but I know you got, you got some banners in your life right now. You don't even make, I, come on, like some of you in your garage right now, you got yourself a Dallas Cowboy banner. Hang, come on, son. you got yourself a, a you know, 49ers banner hanging up in your house. And you're like, when we go to, when we go to you know, some like football games, you're going you're gonna to paint yourself the color of your team because that's your banner. Some of you are all upset right now because I haven't mentioned your team, you know, the L.A. Rams. And then you, some of you are like, no, 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 I'm still faithful. I'm still faithful to the Raiders. I know they left us. But we're still, like, see, it's your banner, right? And you get in, you get in, in conversations with people, and they're like, like, who's your team? Who's your team? What are we asking? Like, what, who, who, you, who, you, who you pledging your allegiance to? Like, who, who are you looking to win? Like, where do you think your victory is going to come from? And you're like, hey, you know, Raiders all day long. I saw every time. Come on, you guys, show up to church. I know it's game day. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't follow a whole lot of football or teams. And, like, I, I, go, back into, I go back to Alabama. That's all they talk about. And every time we get into a conversation, I'm just like, roll tide, right? And it echoes through the room. Roll tide, roll tide, roll. I'm like, I don't even know. Right? I don't even know. But it's a thing. It's like, come on, right? I got some Alabama in the house today, right? You got roll tie, right? It's a thing. It's like, man, just kind of dignity and pride inside. It. And I know when we got games going on locally because or I, when games are happen, happening nationally, you got to show up with your, you got, you're, you're wearing it to church. Almost like, come on, come on. I hear you, Jess. What's your team? Come, Chargers? Okay. All right. See? And y'all show up wearing your stuff. We got, we got a lot of Raiders in here. We got a Banner, so you understand the concept. So now watch, God says, listen, I know you got your cowboys and I know you. God says, would you let me be your banner? I'm your banner. Like you, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna live, you're gonna, you're gonna paint your body. Like you're gonna, you're gonna wear your shirt, your team shirt. Like God says, let me, let me be your banner. Let me be the one you pledge allegiance to. Let, let me be the one you look to for victory. Let me, let me be the one you're talking about. Let me be the one you're bragging about. Let me be the one that you're trusting in. Let, let me be the one, you see? Banner. Jehovah Nisi, God is my banner. So in the Old Testament, when armies would go out to battle, they would follow their banner. This is so important for you to understand to get this concept. So they're going out to war, and when they went out to war, somebody would go out front and carry the banner. 
It was a, it was a, it would either be a, a flag or a stick with some kind of gem on top of it that represented their kingdom, represented their countrymen, represented the power by which they were pledging their allegiance to. And as they marched with that banner out front, the army would follow in, let's someone say behind. Someone, someone say behind, everyone say behind. They'd follow in behind that banner and they would, they would look to that banner. Why? Because that banner was meant to inspire hope inside of them and fear inside their enemy. So they would say, I'm fighting under this banner. I'm fighting for this banner. I'm fighting with those who also pledge allegiance to this banner. And we're coming against you in the name of, come on, watch, this, this banner. They marched out and held in front of the army. Reminded them who they were. The power they were declaring their victory. behind. It was the rally point, right? And get this, because here's what we're talking about today when it comes to the fact that God is our banner. As it was for them, it is for us. The banner, watch, both led them into battle. So if you're taking notes, you're writing that down. Led them into battle, okay? When you fought, the banner leads us into battle and it gave them their victory. So it led them into battle and gave them victory in their fight. The banner would lead them into battle and give them victory in their fight. See, I wonder today, I wonder today if I asked you, like, what's your banner? Like, like what, what do you pledge allegiance to? Where do you find your identity? Some of us got this all messed up in our life. We are pledging our allegiance to things that are not worthy of our allegiance. And you are wondering why you keep losing so many battles. You, keep, you wonder why things feel so hopeless. You wonder why there's so much frustration in our world. Can I tell you why there is so much hurt and brokenness and frustration in our world today, division in our world today? It's because there's a lot of people pledging their allegiance to banners that are not worthy of their allegiance. We're committing ourselves to things that we've never been intended to commit ourselves to. We're trying to find hope in things that are, that are never intended to actually give us hope. And so you need to, you need to check yourself. Tell you to say, check yourself, check yourself. Come on, check yourself, come on. Tell them, say, check yourself. Check yourself. Like, really, what's your banner? What are you fighting for? Hey, maybe, maybe it's self so if, you, if your banner is self, that's the flag you wave, that's what you know is gonna lead you into battle is self, then you, you can always, you can always pick, up, pick up when people, when people's banners themselves because and they're gonna talk about themselves. Like they make it all about themselves. Like every, every conversation just like swirls back around to them. When they don't get their way, they throw a fit, right? Because what? But their banner is themselves. So they're going to fight for self and selfish ambition and my needs and my way and right away and this kind of attitude, right? And so some of us today, I mean, you, right? even as I'm talking about this, you're feeling a little like, oh, please stop. Stop right there. Don't push anymore because you've made your banner self. And it's all about you. For others, you know, your, your banner this isn't in our church, but I'm talking about other people and other church. Like their banner is like their political party. And so, man, it, everything, when your banner is your political party, oh, you might think that's worthy, but I mean, really, come on now, when your banner is your political party, everything, you, you bring it all back. I can't get out of a conversation with you without you making it about politics. 
I can't get out of a conversation with you without you telling me how you know, your thing's right and their thing's wrong. And, and, and I, can't, I can't read your, your, you know, your, your Instagram account without like, okay, I know where they stand. My goodness, right? Banner, banner, banner. Like that's the, that's the thing you're waving up. Like that, that's where you're putting your hope. That's where you're putting your trust. That's what you're looking to. And I get it. You feel like there's a whole lot of power. But can I tell you that there's even more power in a better banner? Like there's even more victory when you, when you learn to go, I'm actually gonna look to something better than that banner. So there's others who's, like your, your banner, do you mind if I keep digging a little bit? Like, like your banner, your banner, is, it's, your, it's your work, it's your vocation. And so here's how you know when, you're, when your banner's your work, your vocation. You, in your vocation is you, you love to talk about it. I mean, it's okay to talk about, but I mean, it's like, you, you, I can't get, no one can get out of a conversation with you without you letting them, do you know what I do? Do you know who I am? Do you know, have you seen, have you heard? And you, here's what happens, this is why it's so dangerous, is you commit yourself to that. You find your identity in your banner. It's who you are. Really, is that really who you are? Are you just a, a business owner? Are you just an employee? Are you just a, come on. No, you're actually more than that. You're committing yourself to the wrong banner. When you commit yourself to the wrong banner, pay attention, you're gonna fight the wrong battles. See, now I've committed myself to the wrong banner, so now I'm fighting the battles for me, the battles for my political party, the battles for my work, and now you're making sacrifices that you shouldn't be making. You're, you're sacrificing relationships because you're making it all about you. You're, you're, you're sacrificing friendships. You're, you're actually sacrificing your ability to evangelize because you're making it all about your politics. You're sacrificing, because you, your banner is your work, you're sacrificing your family. Listen, no one else could be those kids, mom or dad, you. But you're gonna sacrifice family for the sake of work, and you're sacrificing your family on the altar of this banner in your life, vocation, vocation, vocation. Okay. Now, I'm gonna say all that and look at you and go, God is gracious and God can heal and everything that the locusts have sown, God can bring back in one night, one moment, one decision. God can restore the things that the enemy will take away when you've made things the wrong banner. Amen? He can. But you need to make a decision. Check yourself. What's your banner really? God says, I need to be your banner. Jehovah Nisi says, I'm your banner. I'm going to lead you into battle because you see your banner is gonna determine your battle. Some of you are fighting the wrong battles. And here's what's scary about that. Some of you are even winning the wrong battles. It's like you're winning, but it's the wrong battle. You're, you may, you're taking territory, but it's not the right territory. You, you're, you're, you're gaining ground, but it's not the right ground. So you, what you need to do is say, Jehovah Nisi, God is my banner. Therefore, God, watch, if God is my banner, here's your first point, you're going to write this down, then God is going to lead me into battle. If God is my banner, it's God who leads me to battle. I, I'm not gonna go fight for self. I'm not gonna fight for my politics. I'm not gonna fight for my, where I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say, God, you, you show me where to fight. God, you show me where to, where to put up a little, where to put my foot down. 
You know, we're introduced to this name in the book of Exodus. Book of Exodus, chapter 17. And here's what it says. Genesis chapter 17, verse eight and nine, it says the Amalekites came and attacked uh, the Israelites at Rephidim. And Moses says to Joshua, watch this, so they're under attack. And Moses says to Joshua, choose some men, some of our men, and go out and fight. Tell your neighbor, say, go fight. Come on, tell him, say, go fight, go fight, go fight, go fight, go fight, go fight. He says, come here, we, here's what we need to do. Moses talking to Joshua, we're under attack right now. And in God's word to us, Moses speaking on behalf of, he says, we gotta go fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Go fight. And I'm gonna stand up on the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Someone say, go fight. Do you know that there are places that God is actually calling you to fight? So it might not be fighting for self, you're not fighting for your political party, you're not fighting for, like God is calling you to fight for some things in your life. And some of you right now, you're hearing me say that, you go, oh, wait, but Pastor Chris, Christians don't fight. And I think that might be the problem. Because the Bible says, yes, they do. The Bible says that believers, Christians, they know when to put their foot down. They know when to get their sword out. They know when to put up a, a little fight. And one of the things that worries me today is Christians who've lost their willingness to fight. God is your banner, and you need to understand this. If God is your banner, he's gonna call you into battle, some very specific battles. And if you're going, oh, but I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna put up a fight. I don't like to rock the boat. I don't like to, come on. You need to hear Judges chapter three, verses one and two. Judges three, verses one and two, it says, these are the nations that the Lord left in the land to test the Israelites. So before they got to Canaan, before they went to fight in the, in the promised land, God, God was preparing them, how? It says, he left some of the nations to test the Israelites who had not experienced the wars in Canaan. He did this. Why did God leave them there? He did this to teach the warfare, or to teach warfare to the generations of Israelites who had not been experienced in battle or who had no experience in battle. So in other words, God was saying, before I can move you into new territory, I need to learn to teach you to fight in this territory. So I'm gonna leave you here, why? To help you learn, learn to fight a little. Before I can move you into new land, I gotta teach you how to fight in this land because the victory in the land God wanted to give them wasn't going to come without a fight. God is about to move them into some promised land. God is about to give them. He wants to do this in, he wants to do this in your life. He wants to do this through the church. He wants to do this in California. He wants to do this on our school campuses. Come on, he wants to do this. He wants to turn the tide of everything that's happening with our, with our students today. God wants to move us there. But what you need to understand is it will not come without a little fight. And so God is teaching them to fight so that they could actually move into the land that God wants to give them. Wait, Chris, I thought if God wanted to give it to them, he'd just give it to them. No, God's gonna call them to go fight for what it is he wants to give to them. And so they've gotta learn, come on, where you at, to fight. Church, God is your banner, and he's gonna call you into battle because it doesn't come without a fight. If you're going to see revival, you gotta learn how to fight. 
If, you, if, if you're going to turn the tide on suicide and depression, which we will in our generation, it's going to not come without a fight. You're gonna have to learn, you're gonna have to learn to put up a little fight. We gotta learn to fight. Get a little, man, that disturbs me. That frustrates me. I mean, you should be, there should be some bent out of shape Christians. They just bend me out of shape. I'm just, right? It's actually bends you into shape is what it does. You know what I mean? A little disturbed. There's a little fight inside of you. But now watch this. He says, go fight. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go. Some of you are like, come on, let's do it. Go fight, but then he says, and I'll be out there with the staff of God in my hands. Remember we just talked about a banner? A banner was a symbol that they would rally. It was a rally point. What was the staff of God in Moses' hands? What did it represent to the, to the children of Israel that were going to fight the Amalekites that day. We know that that rod in Moses' hands that he carried with him at all times represented for the children of Israel the presence of God's power. It was the symbol of God's personal involvement. You see, think about it. The staff in God's hands, it was the staff that, that Moses stretched out when, when, when he went to the Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And the Pharaoh's like, no way. And God, and God said, no, you stretch out that staff. And it was that staff that brought on the plagues. There was, there was power, not in the stick, but in, the, in, in God who was working on their behalf. But it was the stick, listen, the banner that was the representation reminded them of the power of God that was working on their behalf. It was that same stick, that, the rod that when they got up, to the, to the Red Sea. Like, it's impossible. We're all gonna drown. We're all gonna die. What are we gonna do? God says, stretch it out. Stretch out your staff. So he stretched out his staff. Everyone watched him stretch out his staff. And that Red Sea stood up on end. It represented the power of God in their presence. Their banner was God. You see, and they looked to, they looked to that banner. So that banner is the same banner when, when, when God said, you know that they watched Moses hit a, strike a rock and springs in the desert came out. They, they've watched God work through this. And now Moses is saying, I'm gonna go and hold up this rod while you fight. So in other words, the fight we're about to go into is a fight that God's gonna lead us into. Please follow me here. It's, it's a fight that, Moses is saying to Joshua, as, as we go into battle, like God's leading the way. As we go into battle, we're, we're following him into the battle. So in other words, we're not just picking some random battle. We're not just doing what we wanna do, the way we wanna do it, how we wanna do it. No, like Moses is telling Joshua, this is, this is a, a battle where the banner's gonna go before us. God is calling us into this, Joshua, God's telling us, but the Amalekites, they're so big and they've done this and they've done that. Hey, 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 God is calling us into this. And, and if God is calling us into this, it's gonna, we're gonna be okay. Like the, the victory is already ours. Why? Because it's God's battle, right? Because it's, it's what he's calling us into. Oh, are you awake? Come on, church. Is this hitting at all? Are you getting this? Now, here's what it means for you. Joshua, God's calling you into this battle. It's time to put your foot down. It's time to get your sword out. Enough's enough, Joshua. Go out and fight, but fight under the banner of the Lord, under the staff of the Lord, which means I'm only fighting the battles that he tells me to fight. 
the banner goes in front of me, not behind me. It's above me, not below me. Come on, please pay attention. You, you want to see victory in your life? You fight the battles that God calls you to fight. Some of you are fighting battles that God hasn't called you to fight. Victory is submitting to his leading. See, some of us need to fix this today. God's saying through Moses, Joshua, God's going to be in front and above. And if he's in front and above, you know that this battle is going to be yours. Some of you don't see God as in front and above. You see God as, as behind trying to keep up. God isn't leading me into battle. He's my cleanup crew. So I'm just going to run out and, and I'm all antsy today. I'm going to go fight something today. I'm going gonna, gonna to gonna fight my spouse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight my boss. I'm going to fight my, and I'm going to fight. And you're oh, doing all these fights. You, you're, you're, you're doing your thing in your way. And you're like, and now you're like, God, can you clean all that up? God, I made a little mess over there. And I made a little mess over here. And you see God as your cleanup crew. Well, guys, listen, God is gracious enough to come in and, and, and help out with some cleanup crew. But, I mean, it's a whole lot better when you, when you ask God to not just be your cleanup crew, but you ask him to be your banner. Like, you get God out front instead of following in behind. Yes, he'll come back, but I mean, you get God out front, and now you're fighting the right battles. You're going in the right direction. And so you need to start looking at everything in your life like this. Like, how are you posturing yourself? This isn't, Lord, bless what I do. See, when, when you understand Jehovah Nisi, God is your banner, it, you don't walk around like, God, clean that up. Bless what I do. I want to do, you know, it's not God bless what I do. When God is your banner, it's Lord, show me what to do. So Joshua was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And Moses is like, God is calling us to. The, his banner will be in front and above. Like this is, this is God in front and above. And so Joshua was like, okay, okay, I'll go. And it might be scary and I might not know how it's going to work. And it might, but, but I'll go. Not Lord, bless what I do. But Lord, show me what to do. So now look at, look at everything in your life. If God is your banner and he's leading you into battle, then, then how's that working out? Where are you placing and putting your energy at home? Is it, when you approach home, when you approach your parents, when you approach your parenting, when you approach your spouse, when you approach your, whatever your situation is, like when you approach it, is it God bless what I do? Or do you walk into it, Lord, show me what to do? It's a different posture, right? God is my banner says, God, I don't want to say something you don't want me to say. I don't want to, I don't want to do something you don't want me to do. God, I'm going to walk in just humbly submitted to, to you as my banner. And God, you direct me in this. Lead me in this. God, God guide me in this. So look at your, your life. Examine your friendships. What about your in, endeavors in your life? question is, how are you approaching everything in your life? Uh, my approach, the, the armies approached their enemy with their banner out front. We are to approach our, our situations and our, our, our home and, our, and we approach our work, we approach our calling, we approach, we approach everything with, my God is out front. I'm staying aligned with him. I'm staying, I'm staying in, in God's slipstream. You guys understand what a slipstream is? You, you ever watch, come on, Redlands Bicycle Classic, we get it out here every now and then. Or, or, did they do it last year? I don't remember. I wasn't, yeah, they just did it. Okay, so 
That's right. We were up in Yakaipa baptizing people, everybody. So um, a guy will get out in the front and, and he'll break the, the, the force of the wind and the friction from the wind for the riders who are then going to tuck behind that, that, that front rider. They ride it at what's called a slipstream. They, they create a momentum forward that kind of pulls the bikers ahead. You've been there in Redlands when they come by, and what happens next? You get hit with this wind, this, this force that that's created. And so when your banner's out front, God is, listen, he's creating a slipstream. Come on, like God's going, come on, I'm, I'm already ahead of you in this. And if you could just get into my slipstream, if you could, if you could talk into what I'm calling you to do, you're not going to be out there sweating it out on your own. You're not out there trying to figure it out. Why is it so? No, you get into the slipstream, and yeah, we're fighting, and I got my sword out, but, but there's just this, there's something on this. There's a strength here, because you found yourself in God's slipstream, you see? The banner is out front. And everything in your life, you need to look at all of it and go, is that under God's banner? Is that under God's banner? Am I doing what I want to do over here or am I doing what he's asking me to do over here? Because it'll make all the difference in your life. Someone say, God's my banner. God's my banner. God out front means, listen, I'm gonna hold to my convictions. I'm gonna stand for truth. When God's out front, he will call you to fight. He's gonna call you. Church, I feel like. Listen, young person, he's gonna call you to fight for purity. It's not popular today, but when God is your banner, you're gonna fight for purity. You can stay pure. You can be a virgin on the day you go to get married. That's okay. God is your banner. God's out front. God, right? But I've, I've already messed up. Hey, God, God can forgive. He'll cleanse. But this day forward, God is my banner. I'm going to fight. I'm not going to fall to the whims of society. I'm not going to fall to the pressures of my culture. God's out front. So I, I got, what's that mean? It means I walked out of church with a little fight in front of, in, inside of me. And what am I fighting? I'm fighting for purity. I, I'm gonna fight for holiness. I'm gonna fight for my family. I'm gonna fight for my marriage. See, the world's gonna say, quit, just quit. Just move on. Just, it's just easy. Just, just, and God's, no, I'm gonna fight. I'm going to fight for this. As long as there's hope and as long as God's on it, he's, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for relationships. Now, some of you got some dreams inside of you that, this, that the rough hand of the world is trying to douse, and you need to fight for the dreams that God has put inside your heart. There's a ministry God's called you to fight for. You're going to fight. You're going to fight for gospel. Come on, church. Where you at? You're going to fight. Can we fight for California, somebody? Like, come on. Some of you, you're trying to run from California. Hey, I'm here to fight for California. I'm gonna put my foot down, get my sword out. Come on, are you with me? We're gonna fight for California. You know, every great, many of the great revivals that swept across our nation started here in California. God will do it again. He's raising up a remnant who's willing to fight. Like I'm in. Me and Ernie. Come on, church, I'm in. Where you at? Like, 
Let's fight for the things that God cares about. Fight for the vision God's given our church, the cities he's called us to change, the people he's called us to reach. Like, I'm willing to get my sword out. I'm willing to put my foot down. God, I'll serve where you tell me to serve. I'll give what you call me to give. I'll speak up. I'll show up. I'll keep inviting. I'll keep bringing. I'll keep praying. Why? Because we're fighting. Amen? God is my banner. And God is your banner is going to lead you into battle. And what is so beautiful about the fact that God is our banner is that we don't have to close on that point. We got one more. He's my banner. He's going to lead me into battle. But do you remember this, church? I told you already. God is my banner. He gives me victory in the fight. So he's not just going to lead me into the fight. He's going to give me victory in the fight. Do you know the rest of the story when Moses goes up and he, he holds his staff? As the children of Israel go to fight the Amalekites. Let me show it to you. Exodus chapter 17, verse 10 and 15. Joshua says, fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur, went on top of the hill. And as long as Moses held up his hands, as long as Moses held up that banner, as long as the children of Israel could look to God and look to the banner, remind themselves what they were fighting for and the power they they were, the, the God who they were pledging their allegiance to, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone. I love this. They took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. So uh, held up his hands, one on the other side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Then Joshua overcame the Amalekites and the army with the sword. You see that? They were still fighting. They still had their swords out. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it. Make sure Joshua hears this. I want Joshua to remember this because I will completely blot out the memory of the Malachites, the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar there and he called the altar Jehovah Nisi, or the Lord is my banner. Watch, watch. Moses is looking back at that fight And he goes, you know how we won that fight? The Lord was our banner. And he remembers, as long as I could keep that banner in front of us, the banner held high, we were gonna have victory. Can you imagine? They're up there, it's just such a, he's holding up the banner and they're like kicking butt. Things are going well, and then most like my hands getting tired. How many know sometimes it gets tired? It gets you get tired. It's like it's not. It didn't happen. God, I, I tried. I've been holding up the banner. Lord, you've been up front, but my hands are getting tired. My I'm getting I'm getting weary. And and he starts he he in his own he can't hold it up anymore. And so they have him sit down. They had him sit down because they're about to hold his hands up, and it's hard to hold his hands up like this. But if he's sitting down, they could just kind of prop him up, right? So he sits down. Moses on one side her on the other, and they prop up Moses' hands. In other words, it's taking a whole team. Right? We, we are not gonna let ourselves get our eyes off the fact that God is our banner. It takes a whole team. I tell you, I'm grateful 
for our team here at Citizens. I'm grateful for our staff. I'm grateful for our C team. I'm grateful. We're going, hey, why are we doing this today? Lord's our banner. Hey, you all right? Remember, you're not doing this for you. You're not just doing this for you. You're not just doing this. This isn't just some show. This isn't just some, this, like God, we're doing this because God's called us to do this. We're doing this under the banner of, 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 of who he is. They realized they weren't doing it in their own strength. It wasn't about their skill. Come on, what? What battle has God called you to fight? What battle are you in right now? If you're gonna see victory, you gotta, you gotta keep God out front in it. Sure, you went into it with God out front, but you're gone weary. Now watch. It is not your skill that's gonna bring you victory. It's not about, they knew, and same for you. It's not about your grit. It's not about how carefully planned out your argument is that's gonna win the day. It's not how strongly worded your text message It's not about whether it's all in caps or whether there's actually some kind of, you know, truth in it or wisdom in it. Or, you know, I, you can put all that in there and you need to. But what's going to win the day is not your strongly worded argument. What's going to win the day is you under the banner of God, realizing what you're fighting for and what God's called you to fight toward is not um, on this plane. There's a spiritual aspect of things. There's a, there's a heavenly um, realm in which things are moving and shaking and shifting. And if you go at that fight thinking your skill's going to win the day, you're going to be found wrong every time. But if you go at it going, God, there's a spiritual dynamic. I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to keep you up front. And then, friends, listen, you can send that text message and the same text message covered in prayer versus the same text message covered in your wrath gets two different things done. The wrath of man shall not produce the righteousness of God. Your knee-jerk reaction will never produce what God wants to produce. But you submitting your reaction to God will take you miles. Why? Because he's my banner. He's out front. I'm in his slipstream, you see. I'm, I'm living my life in that place where I'm just doing what he's asking me to do. And now the victory's guaranteed. Why? Because I'm not fighting this battle alone. You're not fighting for that marriage alone. If you are, you need to stop and start fighting for the marriage the way God's called you to fight for your marriage. It's on your knees, it's in prayer, it's God you out front. I'm not fighting for our schools in, the, in our own strength. We're not fighting, come on, for the city in our own strength. We're not fighting for California in our own strength. God, I just wanna get in your slipstream. God, we're gonna cover it in prayer. We're gonna... We're gonna ask you to be out front in all of it. And as long as they could keep themselves under God, as long as they could keep themselves under God, there was no way they could lose. Hey, did you hear me? There's no way, when, you're, when God's out front, you will not lose. The victory, it's already yours. So, they might try to come at you from every front, 
The battle might try to come at you in, in every way. They might try to form every type of weapon. But what they don't realize is that they don't stand a chance. Because when you come up against me or you get into this world, this world submitted to God and God's out front over here. And when God's out front over here, there's already victory over here. Come on, you following me? This is what's happening. Moses hold up, God's gonna stay out front. And so listen, they might try to come at you, but they don't stand a chance. That, that depression might try and surge, but I've got God out front. See, that crew might try to spread their rumors, but I got God out front. The enemy might try and take our scrolls and, and, and turn the next generation, but we, in Jesus' name, have got God out front. My employer might try, and, but I got God out front. My unbelieving spouse, but I got God out front. My economy, oh my God. I got God out front. 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 Listen, the victory is already mine. I'm not sweating it. God's out front. Come on, are you with me? God's out front. It's okay. Hey, California, God's out front. And my Bible says to all those who got God out front, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, no weapon, no weapon that is a fashion against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me, declares the Lord, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because God's out front. Because God's out front. Come on, God's out front. The Lord is my banner. Jehovah Nisi, my God is out front. You're going to lead me into battle and give me victory in the fight. You lead me into battle and give me victory in the fight. God's out front. Come on, just keep God out front. In your battles against man, sin and, and temptation, keep God out front. What's that look like? Hey, there's a sin, there's a temptation, and, and, and I'm looking, but God's out front. And when God's out front, I'm reminded, that's not who I am. That's who I used to be, but that's not who I am anymore. Why? God's out front. He's changed my life. He's changed the way I think. He's changed the way I approach things. God's out front. And if I fall, I fall into his grace. Why? Because God's out front. And I'm not done. It's not over for me. Why? God's out front. When God's out front, he gives me grace. When God's not out front, I beat myself up. I can't move forward. But God's out front. You see, it goes into every aspect of your life. Jehovah Nisi. Man, I got a past that keeps trying to haunt me. Pull me back. But God's out front. And I'm not going to keep looking back being drowned what, by what happened over there when God's trying to move me over there. You see, God's out front. See, I'm learning that I'm not what they said about me. I'm learning what, that I'm, what he says about me. What is that? That's God out front in my thinking. I, I can move past my past because I'm learning to forgive, I'm, I'm learning to let go. You see, God's out front. The children of Israel would move into 
battle after battle after battle after battle after battle after battle. This, where God reveals himself as Jehovah Nissi, is the very first battle that they had to fight. You gotta underhear me, is what I said, is the very first battle they had to fight. Every other victory that they had seen was just God just doing stuff, just like doing it. Red Sea, God does it, right? We need food, God does it. We need, this is the very first time God said, hey, get your sword out, put your foot down. Well, that's new. And what God was doing in that moment was trying to teach them how they're gonna take the territory that God had put in front of them. It's by learning to put your foot down. It's by learning to get your sword out. It's about learning to get in this slipstream. And they were, he was teaching them in that moment, if you let me be your banner, I'll move you into the territory. I'll move you into the promised land. I'll move you into more than you could ever think or imagine. But you've gotta learn to put your foot down. You gotta learn to get your sword out. You gotta keep God out front. In Jesus' name. Amen.